0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome on in to Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host. We have a lot. To get to here on this episode, recapping the weekend that was for the Philadelphia Phillies. It was Wall of Fame Alumni Weekend, so a lot of familiar faces, blasts from the past, were in attendance for the Phillies this past weekend Saturday Sunday Friday whatever they were here all weekend and it, it was fun it was it was a fun weekend if you were down at the ballpark I'm sure you had a great time seeing the inductions etc it was it was awesome it was awesome to see uh, some familiar faces having the 83 the 93 teams uh, down at the ballpark get you know introduced get honored a little bit it was pretty cool it was definitely pretty cool to see, and you, you know, you you look at all these players that that come back every year. It, it's it's really cool. It, it really is um, to see the, these guys come back. It's like a fraternity. Um, seeing all these names, guys that people grew up with. I didn't grow up with a lot of these players, but uh, if you're a little older than me, you you definitely have. And uh, it was it was definitely cool to to see some of these Philadelphia Phillies legends. Uh, this weekend and you know seeing some some names get inducted into the Wall of Fame. Now one name was not present this weekend, but will be present I believe next month. But John Quinn, Roly Carpenter, they joined the Phillies Wall of Fame this weekend. Scott Rowland, who was just inducted to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame uh, not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, was there to witness it in person, didn't shed a tear. Like uh, my partner in crime, producer here at Sports Radio WIP, Francisco Rojas. He shed a tear during the speech, but that's, uh, I'll digress. (laughs) I'll digress there. But he'll be back in September. Um, There was a conflict. There was a scheduling issue. Whatever. I get it. Fine. Whatever. Scott Rowland. You know, I'm not the biggest Scott Rowland fan. He was a little bit before my time, but. I don't have, I'm indifferent on him. I don't love the guy. I don't hate the guy. But, you know, he could have showed up on Wall of Fame weekend. I don't know what he had going on, but I don't know. It would have been nice to see him there and in person. But he's going to get his own day, his own date at a later time. But to the squad that is now present for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, listen, uh, last show I said they needed to sweep the Marlins. I'd be fine with they took three or four. They, they took three or four, which I'm cool with. Won three straight series. They they're playing really good baseball. It's been a great homestand for the Philadelphia Phillies, but they didn't end it so well. Um, Friday night started the twins series, and it looked it got off to a great start. Twin Series got off to a fantabulous start. Yes, fantabulous. Is that an actual word? I don't know. It might be. But anyway, um, Phillies, they start off with a huge game, scoring 13 runs in Game 1 against the Minnesota Twins to kick off Alumni Weekend. 15 total hits in this ballgame. Uh, Kyle Schwarber had a big day. He had two hits in an RBI. Trey Turner continues his hot streak. He had three hits in this ballgame, two RBIs. Bryson Stott, JT. The offense was cooking, Sidley. The offense was cooking. Dallas Keuchel how is he even still on a major league team is beyond me. It's beyond me that they're even giving him a shot. Uh, an inning in two thirds, six hits, six earned runs. He was brutal, brutal for the Twins um, and you know I, it, 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 it's mind boggling to me that he still has a team um, It it's crazy uh, he has not pitched well at all has a 9.45 ERA on the season as of now is only his second start of the year he actually wasn't awful in his first start against the Arizona Diamondbacks, he went 5 innings gave up 8 hits, only 1 earned run 2 walks um, no strikeouts, but against the Phillies, faced a, a team that was in the playoffs last year, not a team that's kind of floundering a little bit here uh, this season and, and, you know, into August and in the dog days, they're, they're not handling it too well. You face the Phillies, and, and you're going to get um, some, some good swings, and that's what happened, and they put up 13 total runs uh, in this ball game. He gave up six of them. So, listen, great start for the Phillies. It's like, all right. They're still on a hot streak. We're going to win four straight series. How about that? Uh didn't end up going that way. Did not end up going that way. Saturday then comes um uh and it just did not look look great. It just didn't. It, it didn't 8 to 1 was the final score in this ball game uh, Joey Gallo had two homers four hits drove in four runs Pablo Lopez looked great he struck out seven and six shutout innings um, the twins they you know they lost four in a row going into that one but Phillies they fall in this game eight to one and you know the offense kind of just went stagnant. Uh, in, in this game. Not much going on offensively. Uh, Taiwan Walker was okay. The velocity dipped. He's going to get extra time off now. Um, hopefully it's not the case of, yeah, he's getting fatigued. And you know, we're in August. You need him for a playoff run. They're going to give him some extra rest. This is when the six-man rotation kind of comes in handy. And, and they're going to have extra days off because they have off uh, today. They're going to have, which is Monday, they have off on Friday or Thursday or Friday? I think it's Thursday. So Thursday they have off uh, when they come back from the Toronto series, which is only a two-game set. We'll get into that and preview that later. But Taiwan Walker uh, had his velocity dip in uh, five innings, three hits, three earned runs, two strikeouts, at six walks. Yikes! In-, in that ball game on Saturday, Phillies. All right, it's like okay, fine. All right, you know we'll we'll, we'll give you one. Twins, we'll give you one. Um, and and hopefully the Phillies can come back from that. But on Sunday, that did not happen. Unfortunately, um, Ranger Suarez, he got the ball for the Phillies. Pitched, honestly, he looked good. He looked good. Six and a third. Six hits. Two earned runs. Eight strikeouts. Three walks. He looked better. Like he looked like he was controlling his pitches better. His command looked a little bit better. Um, he kind of looked like the old Ranger Suarez and, and gave the Phillies a chance to win this ball game. No doubt about it. Um, so you had a good start out of Ranger, but the offense just couldn't get it going, man. Just could not get it going. 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Um, but the big story from this game in a three nothing loss was man. That's seventh inning. That's seventh inning. Um that, you know, they had the they had an opportunity. The Phillies had a big opportunity um with the bases loaded. Still a two-nothing game at that point. Games within reach. I mean, even three-nothing it's still within reach, but um two-nothing at this point. Seventh inning. Kyle Schwarber comes up, gets a, a, a great pitch down the middle to hit, pops it up, infield fly, so two outs. And we know how the Phillies are with runners in scoring position. Um, it's it, <laughs> this one was tough because Alec Boehm comes to the play. and he worked a great at bat, a great at bat uh, for the Phillies, and, and, and you, you got to give him credit. You know, he worked the count full, um, and then I believe it was a sixth pitch of the at bat. Um, Alex McKay, a fill in umpire this week uh, behind the dish called third strike and he and and Bohm just lost it slams the bat down umpire points at him he's gonna get fined and then all of a sudden he gets ejected um so not great bases were loaded. It was not a strike. Can I be clear on that like it wasn't even close and, and for the people, Coming out with this idea that well it was two strikes you got to protect it it was close no it wasn't it wasn't close the pitch wasn't close it it and listen I know they they could have hit you know earlier in the game they had other opportunities but this was a gigantic a gigantic momentum swing in the game and it, you know at that point bases are loaded it's a ball it was a ball it was ball four a run walks home. The game is now the lead's now cut in half for the twins. It the game's now two to one. You, then you have Bryce Harper coming up to the plate with two outs, bases loaded, one run ball game. It changes the whole dynamic. So it, it was a it was a crucial, crucial moment in this ball game. Um unfortunately, the Phillies were all on the wrong end of this. Um, you know. It sparks the debate of: Do we need robot umpires? Do we need robot umpires? I, I think I don't think it would be a bad idea to be honest, because the officiating, or not just across baseball, but across basketball, football. I mean, it's been awful over the past few seasons. It really has. Um, I, I know Major League Baseball's had a lot of umpires retire over the past couple of years, but it, it's no excuse. I. They have a guy behind the plate who's filling in, who who came up. I wh- whatever. Who cares? Like you got to get the call right, man. Like in that situation, a ball three, four inches off the plate, it's a big deal. And I'm all for protecting with two strikes. If it's close, you got to swing foul it off. Do do whatever you got to do. But that ball wasn't close. That was inside. They would have jammed him uh, if he tried to swing at it. He would have cha- had to change his swing, bring his hands closer to him, to him, and, and make a, a turn with his swing. And I. To me, that it was an egregious call. It's one of the worst I've ever seen on a called third strike, especially in a situation like that. It's just brutal. It, it, it's just brutal. And the the umpiring has to be better um, behind the plate. Uh, we've seen CB Buckner, um, other names that come come to mind: Angel Hernandez. I mean, the guy, these guys have been bad, and they they're missing calls. Um, for the argument of, you know. Making the challenge, like going going for a challenge, right? You're you're gonna go out there, you're gonna challenge it. I don't think you should be able to challenge balls and strikes because you, you can't make it unlimited. You can't challenge every uh, you know every pitch. It, it's it, it would get out of hand. You'd have to put a cap on it. You can only do it. I guess like I my thinking is you you cap the the limit. On how many balls and strikes you want to challenge. Because they they also want to speed up the game. They don't want to sit here, and have to worry about challenging every ball and strike. It's just not feasible. It's just you know highly, highly, highly unlikely and not gonna happen. So maybe you say, hey, you can challenge one pitch after the seventh inning or something. I I don't know. But or just just start with the robot umps and just get it correct already. I mean, tennis has the same kind of thing, right? Like they have Technology where you could see where the ball goes out of bounds. Why not do the same thing um, for baseball and, and balls and strikes? Because you got to get this right. I, I get the human element, but balls and strikes, man. Who like the like? You can't be that egregious in the major leagues. It just can't happen. Now, Alex McKay, horrible, horrible. And and ah, oh, what game was it where the Phillies had had a, a umpire get called up um, filling in missed three calls and, and three calls got challenged and three got overturned uh, I believe that was in the last week or so like that can't happen the the, the umpiring just has to be better um, and it, when, when it affects the game that much that's when I have a problem with it like if you miss a call here they're fine great um, but you got to be consistent on both sides man and you got to make the right calls in, in big situations just it it just can't happen It just it just can't happen um, but Game three, Phillies lose that one uh, in, in a tough, tough fashion. Hopefully, they can bounce back. Listen, they won three straight series. I'm not going to panic, and, and nobody should panic. They're they're up in in the standings right now in the wild card standings. I'm not going to sit here and you know bust on them. And say, oh, we have to panic. They lost two straight. The offense is leaving runners on. They're not getting anything done. Well, you know, Sonny Gray pitched well too on Sunday. Like he he pitched a good game. They took him out after 80 pitches, but we, which is kind of crazy to me. But listen, they're they're okay. They're gonna go into Toronto. Hopefully they can at least split there. I'm asking for a split. I'm not asking for a sweep. If he gets split in Toronto, that'd be great. Cause it seems like the Phillies never have any success in Toronto. So splitting, splitting Toronto, split. In Canada, would you? And then come back home. Uh, if following that series, if you're the Phillies um, and you play, uh, who they play? They play the Nationals again. They're gonna have the Little League game on Sunday. That I'm looking forward to. Can't wait for the Little League game, especially when you have the team media PA in there making it to the Little League World Series. I don't know if you saw that, but media PA getting no hit. In the championship game in the regionals. They, they're, they're, they're down to their last strike, two outs. Boom! Walk-off home run. They're going to the Little League World Series, uh, Media, Pennsylvania. So congrats to those kids. The Phillies and Nats play in Little League, in Williamsport, in the Little League Classic, 7 p.m. next Sunday, August 20th. That's going to be fun. But there's still going to be more baseball before that. The Phillies got two games against the Blue Jays, and then they come back on Friday for the National Series. So going to be a lot of fun exciting time. Listen, I know the Phillies, you know, you want to t- you want them to take two out of three. They're okay, man. They're going to be okay. Uh, I have no worries with this team. They're playing good baseball as of late. The last two have been a little rough, but they get a day off on Monday, travel day. They get a day off on Thursday as well. Come back Friday against the Nationals. I think they'll be okay. No need to worry um, if you are the Philadelphia Phillies. But You know, there's some, there's still some positives. Um, There's still some positives that came out of this weekend. Uh, Trey Turner, he is on a really long hit streak as of right now. He's been hitting well ever since the ovations, which you know they they seem to work for him. And you know, we got our guy back uh, that we expected to be here. And that's that's what ha- what's happened. And, you know, we had Kyle Schwarber go down. We had Bryce Harper go down with some minor injuries. Harper was day-to-day. He comes back in this series. Schwarber also comes back in this series. Everything looks okay. No need to worry if you're a Phillies fan. That, that's all right. No need to worry um, if you're a Phillies fan. They're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. I'm not not worrying about it. Not worrying about it right now whatsoever. They're going to be fine. And if you're the Phillies, um, you know, look look ahead to Toronto, take care of business there, come back against Washington. You're gonna be back home. We have a lot of home games here in the month of August. It's gonna be okay. Seriously. Uh, there's nothing to worry about if you are the Phillies and you're a Phillies fan. I mean, there's just not. There there's not. And Trey Turner, you know, August 4th. Got things going in that Kansas City loss, and he, he's continued to look really good in this series. And you know he has that hitting streak, ten games now. Um, hey, looking good. Uh, the guys will get it going. Like like they'll be okay. It's going to be fine. Um, but you know things happen uh, on Sunday. Uh, bases loaded, the bomb thing, whatever. Gets ejected. Thompson got ejected. The following inning after a Harp- Harper's pitch, and the following inning was closer. Um, I, it's borderline, but the bomb thing—it was—it wasn't even close. But when we come back, we'll have more for you. We'll preview the upcoming series against the Blue Jays, the Nationals. We'll look ahead to that, and, and you know, get more into the Ooh, field. welcome back right to, right here to Full County Kershaw here. Your host. More to get to. On the Philadelphia Phillies, and we have to preview the upcoming series for the Phillies. Not a three-game set, not a four-game set, a two-gamer up in Toronto across the border up north. And listen, this is it's an important series for the Phillies. I mean, every game is important. Every game is going to matter. Every series is going to matter. Only way, and you know, we hear Rob Thompson talk about it all the time. And you know, I've mentioned it on this show: you gotta keep winning series. Take two of three, take three of four. Sweeps are great. Love sweeps. This one you might want to sweep, even though I'll be okay with a split. I'll be fine. I'm not gonna panic. You can't you can't go down 0-2. You can't lose both games. You gotta take at least one up here, especially with your two top pitchers on the mound. Um well one, one pitcher might not be considered the top pitcher this year because he's struggled mightily this season, but I will digress there. But yeah, the Phillies that listen, Tuesday and Wednesday, they go up to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays in the first game, the pitching matchup looks like this. They have Zach Wheeler against Yusei Kikuchi. And listen, Wheeler on the season has you know he's nine and five on the year with a 3.74 ERA is 155 strikeouts on the year. Wheeler, uh in his last start uh against the Nationals, he went six innings, gave up three runs and seven hits uh this if he can you know have a good another good start it'd be his seventh quality start in a row if if he can get it rolling if you're in to the advanced stats the analytics it'd be his seventh in a row if he can go the distance and and pitch well here against Toronto in the opening game of this series and wheeler he's also in tw- 11th 11 11 games in a row he has pitched five or more innings, so you know he's he's played really well. He's had he's played really well. He's pitched really well this season. Um, he hasn't looked like your typical Wheeler, but he's been good. He's been good, so you, you got to give him credit. Where credit still, he he's been good. He's been the ace of this staff, no doubt about it. Um, and uh, you know it, it's going to be exciting for for the Phillies to see him in in his first game. Of the Blue Jays series, and he will be going up against Yusei Kikuchi. And you know, in his last start against Cleveland, in seven innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk on the season overall, nine and four, three, five, three ERA, and 23 games started. Uh, he's, he's so this is gonna be a tough matchup. If you are the Phillies, right? Uh, he's also going for his tenth win, just like Zach Wheeler. Both have nine total wins on the season. I don't know how much of a fan you may be reading into to the win loss column for a pitcher. I don't read into it a ton, but you know it, it does still have a little bit of meaning. It may, it means that that pitcher pitched well and gave his club a chance to win. It also can mean that the pitcher doesn't get a lot of run support. So you know, it's it's a whole you however you want to take it. However you look at wins, I don't value it as a number one statistic. Some people may still do. I I just I certainly don't. Um, I think it's a, a good statistic, but it doesn't show the full picture, the complete roundup of what's going on. So we'll see who gets their tenth win. Maybe it'll just be a no decision. Who knows what will happen? But both pitchers going for their ten. 10th wins on the season. In Game 2 on Wednesday, probable pitchers look like this. Aaron Nola gets it for the Phillies and Kevin Gausman for the Toronto Blue Jays. For Aaron Nola, listen, it's been a struggle for him this year. It has. I mean, we we can't lie to ourselves. He's, he struggled. And in his last start against Washington, eh, five innings pitched, one earned run, five hits, one walk, Came out of that game a little early. Uh, The pitch count was up there over 100. So, um, you know, if you're the Phillies, you just want to be able to get Aaron Nola back on track, right? You want to get that Aaron Nola, that fourth in Cy Young voting last season, Aaron Nola. um, They won this game. He pitched fine. His ERA is still way up there um it, you know he it's a 449 ERA he's 9 and 8 on the season 24 games started we know about the home runs he's given up uh it it's been a problem um in his last couple of starts he didn't give up one against Washington on August 10th gave up two against Kansas City in that one August 4th July 29th gave up a homer July 23rd gave up two home runs so you know, we know he's been prone to give up the long ball, and he's had that one bad inning that it's destroyed him. Like he can look so great, and then he can look so bad. I, I, I hope it's still not the pitch clock. Everyone has to deal with it at this point. It is what it is. You can adjust it. It can work out. Maybe it is. Maybe it is still bothering him. It, you know, you got to get over it, though. You got to get over. It. You got to make adjustments. That's what sports are about. It's about adjusting. Making you know, making things better, making yourself better, reinventing yourself at times. And, and you know, if he hasn't adjusted the pitch clock by now, it's it's August. It's August. He started in over 20 games. You you gotta you gotta get over it. I, I don't know if it's a mental thing, whatever, but you gotta get over it if you are Aaron Nola, because he's gotta pitch much better. He's gotta pitch better. You're gonna need this guy for the playoffs. And we had this this discussion uh, last week. I believe it was on the midday show. Would you would if you if the Phillies enter a wild card series right now, right? Enter the wild card series um, against whoever: he, San Francisco, Cubs. I say San Francisco. Is Aaron Nola one of your three starting pitchers? Is he? He is for me. I'm I I, I know he's got that ace stuff in there. He showed up in big moments before. He's also floundered in in some big moments, but he's also shown up. He wouldn't be game one starter. He wouldn't even be my game two starter. You might not even have to get to game three. I I, I can't. I don't I see now that I think about it a little bit, like, do you want him in a game decide like a series deciding game? I don't know. It's tough because where do you want to pitch him? Do you want not pitch him at all? I, I'm I'm certainly not putting Aaron Nola in the bullpen. That could totally mess him up if you put him in the bullpen. It could totally ruin him. So I, I don't know. I, I can't go put him in the bullpen. But um, if you have to get to a Game 3, then you get to a Game 3. Um, and you start Aaron Nola And you got to have confidence in your guy. He's been here, done that before, been with the Phillies a long time. I'm I'm still gonna give, give him the benefit of the doubt. I am, and you know he's got August, the rest of August here, September, and October to to get it right. If you know, people will forget. If listen, if he has some great starts in the postseason, is magical, gives the Phillies good outings in the postseason. No one's gonna care about the regular season. No one's gonna remember it. No one's gonna really care. Gonna be like, oh yeah, he wasn't that great in the regular regular season. But guess what? He showed up when it mattered. And that and that's what hopefully you gotta hope for here. Um from Aaronola, hopefully you gotta hope for. You gotta hope for Aranola here because you want, you know he's got the stuff to be a really good pitcher. You know he's got the stuff. He's shown it before. He's got ace level stuff. He doesn't show it all the time. He hasn't been an ace this year. But He's got it in there somewhere, and I, I think at some point you're going to see that type of Aaron Nola, and uh, I'm not giving up on it. I'm, not, I'm just not. I believe in the guy, um, and, and I think he's going to show out uh, when it comes time to do it. And you know, Coming down the stretch in September, making the playoff push, I think he's going to give you some good starts. I really do. I believe that. Maybe it's still an adjustment with the pitch clock thing, whatever, but if he gives you good starts down in September – where he's known to melt down, the Phillies have melted down before until last year, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. I think Nola's going to come back with a vengeance. And I'm being Mr. Positivity on this because a lot of people don't believe it. I think he will. I'd have him as one of my three starters in a series right now, probably Game 3. I'd go probably Wheeler and... Man, if Lorenzen keeps doing this, you got to go Lorenzen in game two. But I probably go Wheeler Walker. That's probably where I go. Wheeler Walker Nola. That's probably what I go go with right now. Um, unless Lorenzen really, really continues to pitch extremely well, isn't fatigued. Um, you know, because he's had experience coming out of the bullpen, which is great. You could have him. Um, if you need him to start, if you need him to come out of the bullpen, it'll work. Rangers come out of the bullpen before. I don't want to put Aaron Nola in that spot if I'm in the Phillies. Just can't do it. Just can't do it. All right. Looking at the, on the other side, uh, Kevin Gaussman for the Toronto Blue Jays in Game 2. He's the probable pitcher there. Uh, for, former first-round pick of the Baltimore Orioles back in 2012. Um, it has been with the Toronto Blue Jays the past couple of seasons, uh, last year being his first year with Toronto, spent a couple of seasons with San Francisco before that. But this year, 9-6 and with 3.04 ERA, 23 games started. And his last game against Cleveland, last start on August 9th, when seven innings gave up no earned runs, four hits, had six strikeouts as well. He's been really good uh, this year. Um, he's pitched really well. August 3rd was probably one of his worst starts of the year, 4 and a 3rd Three earned runs, two walks, also had six Ks. Uh, the pitch count was just up there over 100 in um, that ball game, Also got the loss there. But overall, throughout the season, he's, he's pitched really well. Uh, month of June was really good to him. Uh, he had a 2.97 ERA in the month of June. Looked really good. Uh only lost one game and won four in that one. And one of his starts, he got a no decision, so he's four and one, two point nine seven ERA that month. In the start of the year, he was unbelievable too, a two two and two with a two point three three ERA. So Gosman, really good pitcher, been around for a little while, been around the block. It's gonna be a tough game uh, for the Phillies. Definitely a good pitching matchup, Nola versus Gosman in that second game of two game set that we are gonna get in Toronto. Where the Phillies are going this week, they have a couple of days off, which, are, which is always good. I mean, they're really the travel days, but a couple of days off never, never hurts. All right. We're going to take a quick step off. When we come back, I got to talk about Michael Lorenzen. Got to talk about Michael Lorenzen and the no-hitter. Just got to recap it. Um, I know it was a couple days ago, but man, man, oh man, got to talk about Lorenzen. That no-hitter was absolutely Magical. This is Nick Earnshaw Full Count. I'll be right back after this quick break. And we're back with Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here. And you know, we've talked about what's upcoming for the Phillies, what happened over the weekend. Um, but I want to kind of go back before the weekend started. And I, I want to go back to the Nationals game in the National Series uh, when Michael Lorenzen was on the mound Wednesday night. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I was producing this game. Um, It it was Michael Redson through the 14th no-hitter in Philadelphia Phillies history. The first regular season no-hitter by a Phillies pitcher at Citizens Bank Park. Obviously, the Doc Holliday one in the playoffs was in the playoffs. It wasn't in the regular season. Um, So It was in the NLDS. So, this was the first one by a Philly at CBP. In a regular season game, and my goodness, what a magical night it was! What a magical night it was! I, I mean, I, I had to save a full segment for this because it was just so awesome. It was so great. Um, everything about this night um, went went perfect, and it wasn't even the biggest crowd of the season for the Phillies. Like this was a this was a game that I think only had like thirty thousand ish plus. In the stands, usually, you know, they've been getting like forty or, or whatever. You know, they have been getting a decent crowd. They had like thirty thousand. So the attendance, according to ESPN, was thirty thousand four hundred six. Only thirty thousand four hundred six. I, I get it. August. You know, the Nationals. Whatever. It's a it's a weekday game. But man, I mean, Lorenzo wasn't even a story to hit to start this game. He wasn't. He wasn't even the story. In this game, until it got to the fifth, till it got to the sixth, until it got to the seventh, eighth, then he became the story. Then it was like, okay, this guy might be doing something special tonight. And sure enough, he did. Um, I, I want to go back to the beginning of the game, though. Like, there were so many other things happening in this ball game. Like, it wasn't just the no-no. It wasn't just the no-no in this ball game. There were so many other awesome. Things, awesome accomplishments that were happening in this ball game. It was incredible to me, incredible. First of all, Weston Wilson, career minor leaguer, career minor leaguer, um, had had a injury that uh, kept him back, coming out of baseball for a little while. Comes back, is with, is with the Phillies organization. He's 28 years old. Finally gets his shot in the big leagues with Brandon Marsh going down. Um, gets the start in this ball game. What happens in his first at bat? What happens in his first A B? He hits a freaking home run. Oh my god. Like it was it was so magical. They're showing his parents, his family, and the stands. Oh, it was awesome. It was it was awesome. And you know that that became kind of the story of the game early on, right? That that became, you know, what everyone was talking about. They go interview the dad, etc. Like it was, it was great. They're showing the stand, the family in the stands. It was awesome. Weston Wilson, after almost twenty nine hundred abs in the minors, finally gets to the the majors. First at bat goes yard at Citizens Bank Park. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, so that that's where the night really started, in in Weston Wilson's first at bat. Like that's really. Where everything kinda got rolling, where the story was right. That's that's where the story of this ball game was, and yeah, like I, I yeah they they scored in the top of the first. The Phillies um, they, they put up some runs early on in this game, make it three nothing. But bottom of the second, when, when Wilson let off and, and hit that home run, which was a absolute bomb, four hundred twenty nine feet. It was that that's what everyone was talking about. But then some more things happen. like Castellanos, he hit the home run in the first inning. Great. He's now at 199 home runs. Okay, we fast forward to the third. So every inning we're getting something it seems like. Third inning, second at bat for Castellanos, 365 feet. He goes yard. It's his 200th of his career. 200th of his career. How about that? How about them apples? So we have a guy who spent his career in the minor leagues, hits a home run to start his career in the majors. Castellanos adds something else to his resume in his 200th home run of his career in a two-run, two-home run game for him. I mean, it's awesome. This is this game's going great, and we're in the third inning. All this already happened. So no one's thinking, oh yeah, Lorenzo has to give up a hit. It's only, you know, it's the third inning. You know, hit hey, can happen in the fourth. Fine, you know the Nationals just haven't really done anything uh, up up to this point. So, yeah, you, you're you're excited. Like he, like Lorenzo gave up some walks, whatever. But you had Wilson, the family Castellanos, his son getting so excited. He's running around the stadium in Citizens Bank Park. They're showing him on TV. It's all great. It's all fun. Two, we have two big home run stories to talk about after this game. It'll still be a memorable game, right? It wasn't even just that. Then we get to Michael Lorenzen, and it seemed like a lot of fans didn't realize it was happening till late. They didn't just didn't know. It, it wasn't kind of known that, that it was happening. Everyone wasn't really paying attention, it feels like. I don't know. Some people were saying they didn't know until the 6th. They didn't know until the 7th. Some people didn't even know until the ninth that he was throwing a no-hitter. The guy was magical. It, it just, ever since he was he's come over to the Phillies, he has been awesome. Awesome. Two starts. Guy goes eight innings in his first start and then throws a no-hitter in his second start. First start at Citizens Bank Park. I mean, it was incredible. Incredible to see. Michael Lorenzen, nine innings pitched, no hits, no earned runs, five strikeouts, four walks, and it was the pitch count that everyone was so worried about. That's what everyone was worried about. Worried about the pitch count. Would Rob Thompson pull him? And I, I kid you not. I thought Rob Thompson was going to pull Michael Lorenzen before the ninth. I, I really did. I, I really did. I think it was the seventh inning. After seven innings, he had a hundred pitches. Hundred pitches. If you know who Rob Thompson is, usually he's pulling him at that point. He's going to take the pitcher out. Um, and, you know, he, he goes out. You know, he, Thompson asks the like, hey, are you strong? He, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. That's that's what Thompson said after the game. He asked him if he was strong and he was ready to go back out there. And he gave an opportunity to get some quick outs and he was going to leave him in. And Lorenzen went out and did that. He got some quick outs, and you know I, Thompson, I believe, said 120 pitches was his max. Um, he had 124 total, um, but you're not going to pull a guy out in, in ninth inning like like you're not gonna. You're just not going to do it. It's not. It's not going to happen. Um, so, you know, to see Lorenzen go back out for the ninth, you know, over 100 pitches, first start, I, great job, kudos. to to Rob Thompson, for having a feel for the moment. I tweeted out during the game. I was like, let Lorenzen throw 200 pitches. I don't care. Like, this is the longest he's ever pitched in a game. Like, first career shutout, first career uh, complete game. I mean, I, It's awesome. And the guy's been a relief pitcher majority of his career, majority of his career. And he he goes out there and, and just puts on this show and becomes becomes the story. I mean, credit to Weston Wilson, credit to Nick Castellanos, but, man, I, great pitching performance, great job by Rob Thompson to let him go back out there and finish this game. Because you don't see it as much anymore. You see a lot of combined no-hitters, which are, eh, they're fine. Uh, and, you know, this debate was raging on throughout the week. Would you rather see a baseball brawl or would you rather see a no-hitter? And it's no-hitter by a mile. It's no-hitter by a mile. Who, uh, who cares about a brawl? Are we kidding? Are we kidding? It's ridiculous. A no hitter's awesome. All right, it's not offense. It's not, like, action-packed, maybe. But if you're a baseball fan, how can you not love a perfect game, a no-hitter? It They don't happen, like, all of the time. So, I... To see Lorenzen in his second start with his parents there. I, I believe I read something where his mom was going to leave or something. She's going to take a flight back, but he was pitching that day, so she stayed. Uh, to have the wife there, the, the baby. Oh, oh just, uh, magical. And you have Cassiano's kid running around, and he's Liam. He's running around, you know, hugging Lorenzen's family, hugging Weston Wilson's family. Just magical, man. How can he not love baseball with this type of stuff? Seriously. Yeah, brawls. What? Whatever. No hitters, man. That's that's something. That's something right there. That brings people together. It does. Um, so that, just to see the no hitter, to see Michael Lorenzen get it done, and another thing that was really cool, really cool. is wearing Vans. Guy wears Vans when he pitches. <laughs> like, I unbelievable to me. Uh, like, the guys in vans throwing no-hitters. Credit Dave Dombrowski for bringing this guy in. I mean, what a stud. What an absolute stud. And, hey, if he keeps pitching like this, he's going to make himself available as a starting pitcher in, in the postseason. No doubt in my mind, if he continues this way. Like, I, I know he's pitched a lot of innings, most in his career. He's gone deep into ball games, And that was one of the things Rob Thompson talked about after the no-hitter, like... Hey, we, we we know we have the six-man rotation going. They they have the extra days off. He'll be good. And I, I, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, they're going to have the extra days off with the Blue Jays series. They're also, you know, they're on the six-man rotation thing. He's going to have time. So let, let him go. Let him finish it. Let, like, it's so much better when one guy, <laughs> when one individual is all for the no-hitter. Like, it's not a combined effort. It's just the one pitcher it's just so much better and it's so cool to see and after the game they're taking the rubber out of the mound oh the whole thing the whole aura of a no-hitter it's it's unbelievable it's it's perfect it's perfect if you're a baseball fan the hell with this idea of the brawls no no none of that nonsense no-hitter every single time i just wanted to Talk about it because it, it was it was a magical night, um, and you know it showed a spark in this team that hey we got something here with this squad we really do as as, as Philadelphia fans you, you you have something with this squad no doubt in my mind all right take a quick step off we, you know how we got to end the show every single week who's next who's gonna be my minor league. Uh- Player, welcome back. I'm, I'm going to tell you full about count. Nick Irvin. What's he been doing? Has he been here? playing well? And, you we'll know, talk you know We talked up about the Phillies right the past couple count. of days. The upcoming schedule. We talked about the no hitter from Michael Lorenzen. Thank you, Dave Dombrowski, for bringing him in because uh, he looks fantastic. Um, but we also have to go down to the minors. And who's next? Uh, who's our player this week? And I, you know, the, you know, I, I try and. and bring in different players every single week on you know what they're doing down in the minor leagues and I have to talk about the Phillies newest one of their newer prospects uh the number 4 overall prospect now in the Phillies system first round pick, pick 27 in 2023 Mr. Aiden Miller, yes, Aiden Miller first round pick this year for the Philadelphia Phillies, he's just getting his pro career started and it's down in the Florida Complex League He started in 8 games so far in his young, young, young career, Um, age 19 years old, born in 2004 Gosh, that even makes me feel a little older, but I will digress Miller down in the FCL League. Uh, he has nine total base hits in eight games. He's looking really good. Uh, batting three sixty right now. Um, and it is really shown that, you know, hey, this guy can hit a little bit. Um, he he missed his senior season uh, in high school due to an injury. And I, that's really essentially why the Phillies were able to get him. Um, so, if you're the Phillies, you got to be excited about Aiden Miller. He can play the corner spots, third base, first base, wherever doesn't matter. He can play either corner spot. And if you are the Phils, you just got you're worried about his bat. And the, he's got the right-handed bat. He looks fantastic. He's got power. He can make contact. He's also got a really good arm in the field, which is why he can play third base. Um, he's an okay runner. Um, he still has a little little ways to go to develop into his own body at this point. Um, but he he's a player, man, that that you should be excited about. He's not going to be up for a while. Um, you know, he's 19 years old as of right now. MLB.com has his ETA at 2027, so you're not going to see him probably for a few years. But, man, his it's just getting started now. Like it, His career is just getting started. Um, and he, he's a player that plugged in right into their farm system. Fourth overall according to MLB.com. Pretty cool stuff with him. And, you know, when you have a player like, like Aiden Miller, um, this this is a guy that, you know, coming out of high school, you never know how prospects pan out. But this is somebody that, you know, yeah, he had the injury, but he looks really good. Like, he looks really good. Like, the glove looks good. The bat looks incredible. He has the power to probably get to the big leagues one day. He's just got to stay healthy, right? Like, that's that's the thing. He's got to stay healthy. And... You know, he's he already has July 27th first game had three base like had three base hits in his first game. Uh, that's incredible. And you know, he had a little bit of a hit streak for a second, had a four-game hit streak to start his young career and two of those games he had mul- it were multi-hit games. So the guy can hit, that's why the Phillies drafted him um starting out in, in the FCL league. Uh, and he's just gonna be a player to watch. He's definitely gonna be a player to watch. If you're the Phillies, I mean, they took him with this pick for a reason. I, he doesn't fall to them if he's not hurt, which is which is crazy. Um, he's also played shortstop a- as well. Um, so you know, I, I think really, I think really, he's gonna be a corner guy. Third base could play first base possibly, um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what, what comes of Aiden Miller. He's got a long way to go, but I figured I'd let you know where you know, where things stand with him. He's just getting started. Uh, the 6'2", 205-pound uh, first-round pick, uh, 27th overall. Uh, way down in the Myers, not even the low A, not even the high A yet. Double A, no. He, he's in the Florida Complex League. He's in the Rookie League right now. Getting his feet wet, getting ready uh, to become, you know, a Phillies top guy, man. And you want to see, like, when you're when the Phillies are able to draft guys like this, man, and finally start developing some pieces. Bryson Stott, Alec Baum, like, 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 it's so much better when you have a good farm system. And I know people, you know, are saying, ah, they're just prospects. Who cares? Well, I care. I definitely care um, because. Uh, prospects mean a lot. You got to develop from within. I mean, take a look at the Atlanta Braves. Take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays. Like these are teams that develop from within. You can't just go out and buy players all of the time and buy free agents. Aiden Miller, top guy. They were able to get him later in the draft um, because the Phillies aren't going to have a top pick uh, for much longer anymore. And you know they they were able to select him um, and. You know he so far in eight games has nine hits, more hits than he's played games. Um, it, it, it's a good start uh, for the young Phillies um, infielder, I guess you could say. You know, you know, third base, first base, short. I mean, guy guy can play really any position you want him to. Um, but since a guy with power, the a guy who can hit the baseball, can drive it to all fields. I, I'm excited. Uh, about Aiden Miller eventually becoming a Philadelphia Philly with the big club. All right, that's going to do it for me here on Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here with another episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you next time right here on Phillies 24-7.